Good evening and welcome to our summer series, uh, Risk Takers, Putting Your Faith on the Line. We've had several of our family that have been doing that exact thing all week long as our Vacation Bible School wrapped up last night. Uh, Tonight our speaker, Tucker Sullivan, our youth minister, will be sharing a little bit on that theme and relating it to our Vacation Bible School. And we got a bunch of happy kids that I think are going to be involved in that in one way or another, and that'll be great. Uh, have a few prayer concerns and updates. Um, uh, Jessica Kennedy is the granddaughter of Odie and Dolores, and uh, she has some heart issues. She's 18 years old and in San Antonio, and um, Dolores was telling me this evening that she is uh, having to wear a heart monitor, so let's uh, be prayerful for Jessica uh, Kennedy. Charlotte Hopkins is at Atria Copeland, room number 148. Uh, Tim Holt, Sr., is in the hospital. He uh, was, uh, had to, uh, was undergoing some tests. and Oh, he has come home. Uh, okay, good. So he has come home. So let's continue to uh, keep Tim in our prayers for a good recovery. Uh, Brianna Dean continues in the hospital in Fort Worth. Uh, Roy Fraley is home unless he's sitting in here somewhere. I wouldn't have been a bit, he's not here tonight, but let's uh, continue to keep Roy in our prayers. Uh, Nita Kennedy is still waiting on test results, and she is at the rehab at the center on Grande. Um, Kay Stanley continues on our prayer list. Uh, Wawis Campbell, did I get close to that, Donnie? Okay. Wawis Campbell has been attending West Irwin for some time. She had surgery on Monday and is in Mother Frances Hospital. Uh, Garrett Latham, son of Katie and Greg Latham, is hospitalized in Hawaii with a high fever and stomach issues. He had recently returned to work after he and his family recovered from COVID. So they're asking for prayers for their son, Garrett Latham. Uh, Ruth Reynolds is the grandbaby of Linda Martz's cousin, and she has been diagnosed with RSV, which is a respiratory illness, Uh, That can be very serious, especially for a young child. So let's remember uh, Ruth and all of the Martz's family. Eli Hodges, the one-year-old grandson of of David and Jenny Wicks, is uh, continuing to receive treatment. He's recovering well from the angiogram he had, and the cardiac surgeon appointment uh, has been rescheduled to this coming Tuesday, July 19th. Michael Willis's sister, Anna Thomas, had surgery today here in Tyler, and she did very well and is already at home, and so we're grateful uh, for that. Uh, other uh, names on our prayer list, on our app, and you'll see in the West Irwin Wire and in our bulletin uh, as well. Uh, we have a Young at Heart event tomorrow evening. Uh, we have, uh, uh, I think, 8th through 12th grade teens that are going to camp. Uh, leaving Sunday morning, and uh, just all kinds of events and happenings taking place around here. So before Logan Stone gets up and leads us in a couple of songs, and our wonderful youth minister, Tucker, Tucker and Elizabeth are doing a tremendous, tremendous job on staff with all of our church families, and certainly especially with our youth and youth families. Uh, And he'll be doing our speaking tonight, and we're all looking forward to that. Let's bow for a moment. Father, we praise you because you are the creator and you're worthy of that praise. You, Father, are the only one that is worthy of our praise and our worship. And so we gladly and gratefully and humbly present it to you. 
Father, we're thankful for this church family. We've named a lot of names tonight. There are a lot of names that we haven't said out loud, but that are being taken to your throne right now uh, from within the hearts and souls uh, that are associated uh, with this church. And so we ask, Father, for you to hear, for you to bless, for you to heal, and for you to give comfort and strength. Father, we are thankful for uh, our youth. We're thankful for the wonderful um, adults that are such a great example for them. Uh, from the young adults to our young at heart and beyond, we pray, Father, that uh, you would accept our thanks for the great models and examples that are living out the faith right in front of these young people. And we're especially thankful tonight, Father, for Tucker and Elizabeth. We have grown to love them uh, since not day one, but minute one. And we are so proud of them and so appreciative of the wonderful work uh, that they are doing. Father, we pray that you would bless us as we hear from him and as he takes us before your throne and through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. Thank you. 
Good evening. So, as you all know, we just wrapped up a wonderful week of VBS. Um, let's see, I think I heard 45, is that around what we ended up with student-wise? So around 45 little kiddos running around and then even more than that, uh, volunteers showed up to help out. So uh, thank you all so much. Um, thank you, Donnie, for the wonderful work that you did uh, putting that together and, and everybody that helped out there. Um, so kind of working off of that, the idea for VBS this year was, uh, it was a Bible boot camp is what it was. And, and the focus verses that were used were the armor of God. So I want for us to look at that tonight. Uh, if you will, let's open up to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, I'll be reading verses 10, uh, 10 through 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Uh, if you would, let's go ahead and open up tonight with a prayer. Father God, we, uh, we just praise you. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for the week that we had uh, with VBS, and we thank you for all the little ones who showed up, and we thank you for all the volunteers who showed up and, and uh, made it doable. Lord, we pray that those uh, kids, uh, years from now, they'll be able to look back on and remember uh, this, remember these words, this truth coming from your word. Lord, we pray that as we look at it, as we dig a little bit deeper in this evening, uh, Lord, we just pray that you would reveal something to us. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would reveal something uh, through your word. Lord, be with us, and uh, we, we just thank you for your presence. Uh, suit us up with armor, Lord, as we put on this armor uh, of yours we just pray that we would be ready to stand firm. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Okay, so uh, going off of this, Bill actually taught about this on Sunday evening. So if you were in his chapel class, you can go ahead and leave now because everything that you heard from Bill, you, you got everything that you need. There's, there's nothing new that I'm going to present to you. Um, so I'm going to try to not overlap with that too much. Um, Looking at what we just read, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18, we know that this is a letter. We know that Paul writes a whole bunch of letters. That's what a whole lot of the New Testament consists of, and this is one of those letters. And if you look, if you've got your Bible open, you're going to see that here in verse 18, we are just about to the end of this letter. That means that we have a whole bunch of stuff that precedes this right here. 
That also means that if you look at verse 10, it says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his, and in his mighty power. Finally, that kind of, kind of, in my mind, triggers, okay, we're, we're summarizing some stuff. We're, uh, we're getting to the conclusion of this letter, and we know that we are. So why is this, why is this passage we just read, why is this the way that Paul chooses to close out the letter? Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. First, I, I just want for us to walk through verse by verse. So I'll read that again. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. In the Lord and his mighty power. Whose strength are we to rely on? God's. Okay? Uh, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. So it's not our own strength that we're relying on. First uh, Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25 reads, For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and for the weak and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. We know that God is unchanging, which makes this statement just a little bit rhetorical. Um, but, but just think about it. The, the point is this. At the human pinnacle of wisdom, the human pinnacle of wisdom, God's wisdom is infinitely greater. At the human pinnacle of strength, God's strength is infinitely greater. So it's a little bit foolish on our part if we were to see the Holy Spirit being offered to us, all that he offers, um, the wisdom, the strength, and to say, nah, I, I've got this. That would be a little bit foolish. We can't do it ourselves. Verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So first we have be strong in the Lord, be strong in his mighty power. Then we're told to put on the full armor of God. Um, armor of God is one of the more well-known ideas in the Bible, I would say. Um, I mean, we just talked about it in VBS, and so you see all the little kiddos, like they're little, I don't know, kindergartners through whatever age, and they're being introduced to it. So it's something that we know if we're raised in the church. Um, and with an idea like this comes the issue sometimes of over-familiarity. I know that that's something that I'm guilty of a lot. Um, what I mean by this is that whenever we come across this, whenever I'm reading the book of Ephesians, this letter, and I come to this passage, uh, a lot of times I'm guilty of just kind of skimming through it. I, I mean, I've known this my whole life. I've heard about this in VBS. Um, this isn't a new idea to me. And so I kind of feel like I've, I've got this. I, I, I know what this means. And so uh, we can become overfamiliar. Um, it's helpful whenever we have ideas or passages like this to slow down. Um, one of my favorite things to try to do is read something as though I'd never read it before. I think that that can be so hopeful. Um, just dis try my best to disregard anything that I know about it and go in with fresh eyes. Um, so as we're doing that, what stands out to you? What questions arise? Well, for me, whenever I was trying this earlier, uh, I would say the first thing that stood out to me was armor, the idea of armor. Now, I don't know about y'all, but whenever I walk outside these doors, I don't just see a bunch of people walking around in armor. This is a little bit foreign to me. It wouldn't have been nearly as foreign to the recipients, the original audience of this letter, uh, but armor. So whenever you think of a full suit of armor, there's going to be some things that come to mind. I want to do a little bit of a thought experiment with y'all. So uh, if I tell you, so I'm telling you to go pack your bags, what are you probably going to assume? 
we're going somewhere, okay? We must be going somewhere if I'm packing my bags. Okay, then I tell you, don't forget the sunscreen. Next thing that you're thinking is, oh, we must be doing something outside. So I'm packing my bags, taking sunscreen, must be in the sun. Uh, but if I tell you to not forget your surfboard, then you could probably have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. We're probably going to the beach. Um, I don't think people surf at Lake Tyler. I've only been out there a couple times, but not quite that crazy. Um, if we're going in with fresh eyes to this passage, we can kind of do the same thing whenever we come across armor. So verse 11, put on the full armor. Um, full armor, so not just a breastplate or helmet, uh, but the full armor. And whose armor? Put on the full armor of God. It's God's armor. Um, it's not our own. It's God's armor. So it's a gift uh, to us. Uh, the same way that you can kind of associate, if I'm telling you to not forget your surfboard, whenever you hear put on the full armor of God, that's going to trigger in your brain, okay, like something's about to go down. We're, we're about to go into battle or go into war. Okay, moving on to verse 12. Uh, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This is where stuff can kind of start to get weird. Stuff starts to get weird here. Um, Spiritual warfare. Uh, This is, I mean, this is one of those quickly skimming over things because, A, I've heard about it before, but B, this just kind of weirds me out a little bit. Um, So it it can be easy to skim over. Um, But that's an issue. Uh, So we'll come back to that in a second. Uh, I like stars. I I think I've probably talked about this before, but I'm a big star guy. Um, Growing up, we had a trampoline and uh, we would bounce on it some, but the majority of the time we spent laying out there. Every evening at, uh, at dusk, we would go out and we would look up at the stars. And I spent so many hours on that trampoline. Um, well, for fellow stargazers such as myself, if you're a stargazer, um, this was kind of a cool week. So we've got some images. We'll start with the first slide. So here, this is the Milky Way galaxy is what we're looking at. Um, now, I don't know about you, but my eyes aren't nearly that good. This is just a view from Earth, but uh, that's what we're looking at here. Um, I, I hope that you're able to see the Milky Way in your lifetime, even if it is just with uh, the naked eye. Uh, within the Milky Way is, called, is something called the Carina Nebula. I, I think that it's that reddish part is what we're looking at there, is the Carina Nebula. Um, it's located about 7,600 light years away from the Earth, and it's a star-forming region. Uh, So as we move on to the second slide now, okay, so this is a cool picture of the Carina Nebula, Uh, and up until this week, this was the best photo we had ever gotten of it. And and you look at this and you think, wow, this is awesome. This is amazing. Uh, But then we have the next slide. So this is the photo that came out this week. This is from the James Webb telescope. Um, It's just amazing the difference in clarity and all the things. I mean, you're able to see so many more stars and some of the little dots, believe it or not, are other galaxies, entire other galaxies. Um, I think one of the most mind-blowing things, if I read it right, about this photo is if you look at the bottom of it, 
and then you look up to the top of that orange peak right there, there's seven light years in distance between the bottom and top uh, of that, which is just mind-blowing. <laughs> um, that's awesome. That is so, so cool. Uh, you, you see this Carina Nebula that we're seeing right here, that's been there all along. Whenever we just look up at the night sky with our own eyes, I mean, a lot of the time you can't even see the Milky Way galaxy. You're sure not able to see this right here with your own eye, but it's there. Um, so looking back at verse 12. Uh, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So my question to you is, what lenses do you look through? Whenever you look around, whenever you look at the world, whenever you view the world around us, uh, do you only see the physical material in front of you that's happening? Or do you have the lenses on to acknowledge the unseen spiritual war that we read about that's raging on against us and around us. Um, Here's an example of what Paul is talking about in verse 12. So uh, a teenage girl is playing with a Ouija board, and uh, while playing with a Ouija board, she makes friends with a mysterious entity, which turns out uh, that the entity is a demon. From that point on, uh, the girl starts acting in increasingly bizarre ways, uh, frightening ways. Her head is spinning, 360, levitating above the bed, deep growls. Um, that, that's not what verse 12 is talking about. That's the plot from The Exorcist. Um, I haven't actually seen that, but that's what Wikipedia says. Um, you know, spiritual warfare would almost be a little bit easier if it looked a little bit more like what Hollywood makes it out to be. That's kind of a weird statement, but uh, stick with me. So if I walked into the lighthouse and I saw Nathan levitating above the couch, head spinning, deep growls, uh, just all sorts of crazy stuff going on, I would probably point that out and say, that's some spiritual warfare going on right there. That, that would be easy to recognize. That would be easy to see. But we know that that's not what we have. That's not what we see. Um, And even though it may not look like levitating teenagers, uh, spiritual warfare is absolutely real and is absolutely raging all around us right now. And here's the part. If you've given your life to Christ, if you're a Christ follower, if you're a Christian, uh, you are in the battle. That's what we're reading right here. You're in the battle. The spiritual warfare uh, that we see today might not be as scary, runaway scary as that but it's absolutely just as, if not more, dangerous. Um, How many Jesus followers are asleep to this battle, though, you know? Um, Thomas Brooks, he was an author and preacher way back in the day in the 1600s. Um, He said this, A sleepy soul is already an ensnared soul. That soul that will not watch against temptations will certainly fall before the power of temptations. Satan works most strongly on the imagination when the soul is drowsy. So verse 11 tells us to take our stand against the devil's schemes. And one of the devil's most successful schemes is just distraction. It's just not paying attention to what's really going on. A simple lack of awareness. Um, how, I mean, how are you supposed to properly defend yourself 
from the devil's attacks whenever you don't even know that they're happening, whenever you're not even aware that you're being attacked. And now there's some, obviously some discernment, some wisdom that has to take place whenever it comes to this. Um, you, you can't trip because your shoe is untied and go, ah, Satan. Like, Satan isn't necessarily working through your shoelaces. There, there takes some wisdom and discernment um, because sometimes stuff just happens. I, I mean, when you spill coffee on your shirt, whenever you hit every red light, uh, that, that's just life sometimes. Uh, now, however, not everything that we encounter is uh, just life. It's been almost a year ago at this point uh, since I spoke to you all for the first time on a Wednesday evening, which is kind of crazy to think about. And ironically, the passage that we looked at for that was the one, the chapter directly before this in Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, we looked at marriage how it's designed to mirror the relationship between Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. Um, in chapter 4, uh, if you want to flip on over there, chapter 4, we see how we're li- called to live as new creations under Christ. So uh, picking up in verse 25, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25, Therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger do not sin. Do not, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Okay. Don't lie. Do tell the truth. Don't hold on to anger. Don't steal. Uh, Do be generous. Be kind, compassionate, forgive. Uh, That's what we see here in this passage. Um. As we started out with talking about this passage, the, the passage on the armor of God comes at the end of this letter. And it's a conclusion of this letter. Um, so the question we ask is, why then does Paul choose to conclude uh, by telling us about the armor of God? Because the reason is because he's deepening everything that he's talked about before. He, he's taken everything in this letter so far and he's taking it to a whole nother level. Uh, so all we've seen so far, they've been practical, tangible examples of stuff that we do see in the day-to-day. I mean, don't steal, be generous, don't lie, tell the truth, be kind, stuff like that, be compassionate. Those are all things that we do see in the day-to-day. Whenever he concludes with the armor of God talking about spiritual warfare, what he's doing is he's saying all of this tangible, practical stuff that I've talked about this is what's really going on underneath. It's a spiritual war that's pulling you either in this direction or that direction. So whenever you make this choice of, I'm not going to steal, I'm going to be generous, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to tell the truth. Whenever you're making these choices, that right there is a spiritual war going on underneath. Um, So I ask you again, through what lenses are you viewing life? Okay, so moving on to the actual Armor of God. So step one, recognize that there is spiritual warfare raging on around us. 
And step two, the back half of this, what we're talking about, is to put on the armor of God. Uh, Verse 13, therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, to stand. Okay, put on the full armor of God. Uh, I mean, this was the theme for VBS, and so we had a skit. I'm going to actually let them come up and do a skit about this armor of God. a new balance beam for our uh, obstacle course. So let me get it straight. You get a tool, you climb up the ladder. You use a tool, you climb down the ladder. You get a new tool and then use it. Yeah, Stacy, we get the idea. Ivan, wouldn't it be easier if you had a tool bow on right now? Sergeant's coming. Sergeant's coming. Pick up the tool. So whenever they actually did that skit, uh, they had a lot of really, really good props. You, you had to use your imagination right there because the props were not up here. But uh, thank you guys. Good job. Um, so that skit right there was about the belt of truth. Private Ivan Issue forgot his belt of truth. Throughout the week, Ivan Issue was a bit of an issue. Um, but they did a wonderful job. So this belt of truth, uh, there was a line in that skit that I really liked. It was about uh, keeping everything in order and making sure that you keep the things that you need close to you. Um, you, you think about a belt. A belt is what holds everything together. I mean, think about going into battle without a belt on. Um, having to fight while holding up your drawers with the other hand. Like, that just isn't going to work well. Um, so the belt is very, very valuable. And not only that, um, whenever you look at the, the Roman uh, soldiers, the belt would also keep their breastplate in place. It would keep it secure uh, up to them. So you think about the belt of truth. The belt of truth. Uh, this truth is it's the word of God. This is the truth right here. Uh, the truth is outside of ourselves. It's not something that we get to decide. And the way that we can know the truth is to cling 
to this right here. The more that we know this, the, the less we have to doubt what is true and what is not. I mean, we see time and time again, Satan is a deceiver. And what he likes to do all throughout scripture is he's going to come in and he's going to take the truth and he's going to twist it just ever so slightly is what he likes to do. Uh, you even see that whenever he goes to tempt Jesus. And what does Jesus respond with? He responds with the word. He responds with the word of God because that is the truth. Um, and in the same way, uh, if we're not wearing a belt and stuff is going to start falling apart, if we don't cling to what is true, if we don't use that belt of truth, stuff is going to start falling apart in our faith. Uh, next, the breastplate of righteousness. Question, whose righteousness are we depending on? It's not our own. It's not our own. That, I, I think that we're kind of figuring that out, that none of this is our own. Once again, going back to the beginning, it's the armor of God. It's God's armor that he's putting on us. Uh, we're depending on the righteousness of Jesus Christ is what we're depending on. If I go in and I try to wear a breastplate of my own righteousness, it's going to be like wet cardboard. It's not really going to do me much good uh, in battle. Um, so I have to wear Jesus's righteousness. Helmet of salvation. Helmet of salvation. Through whom are we saved? Talking about salvation. Jesus Christ. As you keep going down the list, the, the shield of faith, sword of the spirit, foot armor fit for spreading the gospel, all of this continues to point back to the word. It continues to point back to Jesus Christ. Uh, in the same way that we're to put on the armor of God. Um, whenever you think about the Bible talking about putting something on, one of the first things that comes to mind for me is put on Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of overlap. There's a lot of overlap here. It's all pointing to Jesus Christ. So, kind of in closing, going to thank you, Logan, for leading singing. I asked him to lead uh, the battle belongs. Had you ever led that before, the battle belongs to the Lord? You did an awesome job. Um, that's hard to be put on the spot leading a song for the first time, but you did awesome. Um, I, I just want to read through those lyrics real quick. It says, in heavenly armor will enter the land, the battle belongs to the Lord. No weapon that's fashioned against us will stand. The battle belongs to the Lord. Next verse. When the power of darkness comes in like a flood, the battle belongs to the Lord. He's raised up a standard, the power of his blood. The battle belongs to the Lord. When your enemy presses in hard, do not fear. The battle belongs to the Lord. Take courage, my friend. Your redemption is near. The battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power, and strength to the Lord. We sing glory, honor, power, and strength to the Lord. Back in college, in the college ministry that we were a part of, oh, every Sunday evening we would have this thing called late night, light night. It was just a worship night is what it was. We would all gather together at the, the uh, chair, the, the, the center on campus, and we would all uh, just praise God for an hour is what it was, and it was awesome. Um, I got put in charge of leading it. Uh, song leading being something I had no prior experience with. And uh, Logan has the gift. I'm, I'm not, not gifted in that way. Uh, but that also meant that I was selected uh, to, to, I was in charge of selecting songs. Um, and I made it an effort to close out with this song every two or three weeks or so. 
Um, because what an empowering song. I mean, what an empowering song. Heading into the week, everything that lies ahead. This is Sunday evening whenever we're doing this. Start up the school week uh, the, ne- the very next morning. What better song than to realize, hey, there's a war going on around us, but it belongs to the Lord. The, the victory has already been won. And if we're in Christ, that victory is ours through Christ. How empowering. Finally, Ephesians 6, verse 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Let's pray. Father God, you truly are just amazing. You, you are you're awesome. You're awesome. You're amazing, Lord. And um, as we see stuff uh, like what we had uh, this week, this new image that came out of the nebula, uh, it's just insane. It's insane to look at and, and to realize that for every one of those, there's an infinite number out there uh, that is even more grand, even more expansive than that. We can't fathom your awesomeness, Lord. Um, But yet, uh, you want to reveal yourself to us, Lord. And and we pray that you would. We thank you for the way that you have through your creation. And Lord, help us. Help us to uh, put on the lenses where we are able to see what's happening underneath. Uh, We know that there's some stuff that happens that it is just life. That's just the way life goes. Uh, But that's not everything. Lord, there is a war. There is a battle raging on around us. And as followers of your son, Jesus Christ, uh, we're in that battle. We're not exempt. We're in it. And so we must make the choice to put on the armor of God. We must make this choice to cling to the truth, to uh, cling to your salvation, Lord. And we pray that you would empower us through your Holy Spirit uh, to do so. Lord, use us as vessels. This isn't anything that we're good enough or anything that we can do on our own, Lord. And and shame on us whenever we do try to do it on our own. Uh, Forgive us for whenever we say, uh, nah, I I can do better than that. Father, empower us. Remind us of our need for you constantly. And uh, once again, just use us as your vessels. Uh, Lord, help us. Help us as we are on this battlefield uh, to remember ultimately that Whenever it can seem like we're losing the battle, uh, that's just not true. And it might be for a short time here on earth, uh, but we know what's on the other side of this. We know that the victory, the ultimate war, has been won through Jesus Christ. And Lord, we thank you for that. Uh, May we live according to that truth. And uh, Lord, just, uh, just be with us. Father, we love you so much. And we thank you for Jesus Christ. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. And you're dismissed. So, was that Ephesians 4.29 you read about the don't let anything come out of your mouth that won't build or something like that? Yes. That was a speech. Yeah, yeah, I can. What?